this is Jackson Bird, and you're listening to the podcast version of First Draft Theater. If you'd like to read this instead, simply visit firstdrafttheater.substack.com. The links to everything I mention will be in the show notes and at firstdrafttheater.substack.com. For today, Tuesday, March 28th, 2023, I discuss the latest movie trope. Manic Pixie Dream Girl is out. Depressed Goblin Nightmare is in. At least according to Kate Urbland at IndieWire. Writing in a review of Zach Braff's latest movie, A Good Person, Urbland says that Braff tried to kill the trope he played a hand in creating, but fails. Instead, he creates another one-dimensional portrayal of womanhood. Only this one isn't quirky and captivating, she's completely depressed and at rock bottom. Now, I have not seen A Good Person, so I can't say one way or the other whether Urbland's assessment of Florence Pugh's character is worthy of this critique, or how good or not the movie overall is, but I am very interested in this graduation of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl into Depressed Goblin Nightmare. It feels both like the expected overcorrection of a filmmaker who spent the last 20 years being critiqued for the trope he birthed in Garden State, and a metaphor for the general vibe shift from the early aughts to now. Or even just good nicknames for Millennials versus Gen Z. To back up, though, Manic Pixie Dream Girl was coined by film critic Nathan Rabin in a 2007 review of the movie Elizabethtown, and he specifically called out Braff's Garden State as an earlier example. By Rabin's definition, quote, The Manic Pixie Dream Girl exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. The Manic Pixie Dream Girl is an all-or-nothing proposition. End quote. Despite the critique, the trope continued to pop up in movies and TV shows for several years, alongside adjacent trends of finger mustaches and galaxy prints everything. This made sense, because the late aughts and early 2010s were the beginning of nerd culture is cool, and a defining trait of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is that she's inexplicably attracted to the nerdy, misunderstood protagonist. And even the men who tried to satirize the trope continue to have their works misinterpreted or disagreed with today, namely Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character in 500 Days of Summer and John Green's Looking for Alaska. And once again, a man has tried to flip the trope on its head and, from Kate Erblin's perspective, failed. According to Erbland, Pew's character in A Good Person doesn't help the male love interest fix his problems, Instead, quote, Braff swerves wildly, giving her nothing but problems. Cut her down, more cliches, pile on the pain. It's almost enough to make us miss the quirks. But there's no happy medium. It's mania or depression, and the narrow idea of what a female character can be. As Erblin says earlier, she's not manic, she's depressed. She's not a pixie, she's practically a goblin. She's not a dream, she's a nightmare. End quote. 
Now, there's a lot to be said about a male storyteller's inability to craft a multi-dimensional woman character free of cliches in either direction, and I hope lots of people will chime in on that. But again, I want to set aside the actual film and gender analysis here and just discuss how dope this term Herbland quasi-invented is. Depressed Goblin Nightmare. Now you may recall, especially if you were a regular listener to the Cool Stuff Ride Home, that the Oxford English Dictionary declared Goblin Mode the word of the year for 2022. They defined Goblin Mode as, quote, a slang term often used in the expressions in Goblin Mode or to go Goblin Mode. It's a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. The term rose in popularity in the months following COVID lockdown restrictions being eased in many countries and people venturing out of their homes more regularly. Seemingly, it captured the prevailing mood of individuals who rejected the idea of returning to normal life, or rebelled against the increasingly unattainable aesthetic standards and unsustainable lifestyles exhibited on social media." End quote. Goblin mode was picked as the word of the year not because it was used more than any other word, but because the OED thought it best described the mood of 2022. And as we all reject previously sought-after norms, acknowledge our mental illnesses, and reckon with a daily onslaught of global existential disasters, I can't think of a better term to describe each of us than depressed goblin nightmare. Perhaps Zach Braff's version is an unwelcome trope of women, not to mention by Erblen's account of the film of depressed people, poor people, and people with substance use disorder. But I propose that we claim depressed goblin nightmare for ourselves, in the same way I always wanted to claim Manic Pixie Dream Girl, not for what it really stood for, but just because it sounded cool. In fact, I spent last fall performing a short play in The Infinite Wrench called Manic Pixie Dream Wannabe, all about my teenage desires to be a Manic Pixie Dream Girl and how, in hindsight, I might have been viewing myself through some kind of proto-male gaze. And if you want to watch that, there is a link to a video of it in the substack. More recently, I discovered the Canadian musician Lady Charles and their new album, Manic Pixie Dream Boy. In a Tumblr announcement post, Lady Charles described the album as being for fans of David Bowie, MGMT, Of Montreal, and Kate Bush. Bowie and Of Montreal in particular being two of my all-time faves and my endearing obsession with the Manic Pixie Dream Girl discourse meant this album would probably be right up my alley. And I am pleased to report that it's fantastic. Thank you, Tumblr Blaze. You finally hit me with a perfect recommendation. The song God X is a real banger, and the final song on the album Montreal slash outro directly name drops of Montreal in one of many riffs that sounds particularly reminiscent of the older band. Lady Charles has a very different interpretation of what I would maybe describe as a manic pixie dream boy. Theirs is more glam rock androgyny, mine I think would be more puckish. But that's kind of the beauty of all these loaded words thrown together into an even more loaded term. 
we can make of it what we want. Manic Pixie Dream Girl discourse has been done to death. Zach Braff tried to reincarnate it as something better, but tripped and created the depressed goblin nightmare instead. And really, didn't we all kind of do the same? Now a little segment that I'm calling, with a corncob crust and a butter jar. So Little Caesars made a big stink on the internet last week with a series of videos claiming to introduce corncob crust pizza that comes with a two-liter bottle of liquefied butter. And they made the hoax particularly believable by actually making the pizza and sending it to a few influencers to actually try. This is one of those times I wish I'd still been releasing daily content just so I could say, I told you so, right now. Because as soon as I watched those videos last week, I knew this was nothing more than an elaborate campaign to drum up attention for the return of Little Caesar's pretzel crust. Fast forward to earlier today, and Little Caesar's has officially confirmed my hypothesis. Now, I am a sucker for anything with pretzel bread, so I will 100% be trying this as soon as I figure out where my nearest Little Caesars is. And now some other things. This week is the Trans Week of Visibility and Action. With nearly 500 anti-trans bills introduced in legislatures around the U.S. just this year, trans people are in dire need of support. You can visit the Trans Week Project to learn more about how we got to this point and how you can take action. The Internet Archive has lost its first fight to scan and lend ebooks like a digital library. This is a resource I use almost every day while conducting research, so I am personally gutted. It's a complex issue, though, that I did my best to parse out last September on the Cool Stuff Ride Home. Give it a listen if you want to understand more about how ebook lending works at traditional libraries and what the ramifications of this case could be. As for what's going on in my life, not much happening over here as I've just been hard at work preparing for upcoming projects and events, so watch this space and check out the last two installments for info and links about upcoming shows and events. But that's going to be it from me for today. Make sure to subscribe on Substack or wherever you get your podcasts for future installments. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time.